0: Hello, Hello.
1: my name is Abigail,
0: and my name is Matt, and And welcome welcome to to Polyglot Polyglot Progress. Progress. This is episode two of the Polyglot Progress podcast, and today we will be talking about uh, where we get time and money to learn languages, and how uh, you don't need a whole bunch of money to go out and buy different types of books, how there are plenty of free resources available online, how there are cheaper alternatives and we will give you a little insight as to what we do when it comes to language learning materials and the way we allocate money towards
1: them. And also how we find time within our busy schedules. We are both students at the moment, um, but lots of people, whether they're students or have a job or just have a very busy life, lots of people feel the reason they can't learn a second language is because they just don't have the time. And so there are lots of ways that you can make time or find time in your day that you are not using and use that towards learning a language.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, a lot of people also think that uh, just because they may not be in school anymore that they miss an opportunity to learn a language. And I, I think this is a rather sad mindset to have because we're both in school, but we take the time to go outside of our school to find our own means of learning languages that we have an interest in.
1: Yeah, it's important to note that we're both in school, but that's not how we're learning languages. At the moment, um, both of us do the majority of our language learning outside of school. We both take a language in school, but um, most of that currently is review, as we're both taking courses that are mainly set to take an exam, so Mm -hmm. most of our learning even of those languages is outside of school for our own personal reasons, and then we both learn a a large amount of languages on top of that (laughs) that are not offered in our schools even, so it is not a school thing, it is something we are doing in the time we have, along with homework and studying for exams and all of that stuff.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, and do you think school is a big block when it comes to language learning? Do you think it gets in the way, almost?
1: I mean, I think it depends for people because some people are learning languages as that's what they want to do with their job and mm-hmm. with their life, and other people are learning languages along with learning stuff for whatever they want their career to be, so if your school time is put towards whatever career you want to do, I don't think feel like it's a block because obviously it's for something important in your life Definitely. and you can just make time to learn languages on the side, but like for me, next year one of my majors is going to be languages, so obviously it shouldn't be a bit of a block for mm-hmm. languages since I will be putting effort into languages that I currently don't have any experience in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um, that'll be learning languages in school as well um and then my other major will be towards career stuff so school shouldn't be a block then but at the moment high school is a lot about just getting into college so a lot of it is a block especially as of right now whereas i'm a senior and after like two weeks from now i'm taking exams and then after that i'm probably going to be doing pretty much nothing until graduation (laughs) in fact actually then i'm done with school because they like kind of made it so i don't need to go to school at the end of the year so
0: nice
1: um so then it shouldn't be a block because I'll be out of school and learning languages. But for a lot of people, you have to go into school even after you're done with all those things. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I find I have a lot of free time while I'm in school. Uh, I Whether it be free periods or just I've got work already done and I can work on other things while I'm in class. And sometimes I'll decide to get uh, homework out of the way or whatnot. But a lot of other times I decide, you know... Hey, I can use these few minutes to, you know, hop on Duolingo, hop on Memrise, you know, strengthen some skills. Even if I'm carrying, say, I've got a parallel text right here. Um, if I've got a book with me, I'll just pop open the book and I'll just flip through it, flip to a page I may not remember as well. Um, read up on some grammar notes. I mean, you'd be surprised with how how much free time you have that you may not be aware of. Um, I remember I made the video about... Um, Listening in language learning, and in, in that I mentioned how um, I'll do a Pimsleur in the morning and on the bus or something, or as some some type of audio course. Um, and mentioning courses like Pimsleur, Memrise, Duolingo, uh, Duolingo and Memrise are great free options. And um, Pimsleur for some people may be very expensive, and um, might not be an option. But there are great free audio alternatives, or much cheaper ones available. Uh, books like the Teach Yourself and Colloquial series typically come with audio courses um, as in, as a, what would you say? Yeah, addition? I'd also
1: like to point out, I have not tried this, so I can't speak to how well it works, but I was recently reading a review of the, I think it's Michelle Thomas is the name of the person, I might be wrong there, um, those audio courses, and they're like a similar concept to Pimsleur, where it's like, It asks you how to say something, um, and then, no, not that Michelle Thomas, Um, Thomas. (laughs) like, take away the Ellie, Um, uh, but it's a similar thing to Pimsleur with the audio courses, but supposedly it's about half the price, um, from what I know, like, for all the courses, so obviously, as I said, I haven't done it before, um, and it doesn't have as many languages as Pimsleur, but if you find that it works. It is cheaper than Pimsleur. So that is an audio course that still costs in the hundreds of dollars for the entire course. Ah. But, um, I I mean, if you have that money, but you don't want to spend the hundreds of dollars that Pimsleur costs, that is an option. Nice.
0: Um,
1: I think what you were saying also brings me to my first point, which was just use any time you have. Um, like waiting for a bus or being on a bus. You Mm -hmm. can, like, study, um... Reviewing skills is always good. You can also learn skills if you have like a book with you or something. Mm-hmm. So I'd say just kind of always carry something around with you. Like I most of the time spend my free periods at school working on homework um, because I take classes online as well outside of school. So a lot of the time it's getting online coursework done during my free periods. But um, I also, I always have my German book in my backpack just in case. And mm-hmm. sometimes I do some German at school. Um, yeah, when I'm in the hallways walking from class to class, I do Duolingo and refresh skills. <laughs> so, like, if you can walk and do things at the same time, That's make use of that half. as well. I can't do that. Um, you can do Pimsleur in the hallway. <laughs> um, just put on <laughs> some sort do. of thing.
0: Definitely. And, um, but like you were saying, taking, waiting for a bus, I remember, a uh, sitting in New York one day um and I was waiting for someone who was arriving and um I had a lot of free time because their bus was delayed and so I just sat in a cafe with a Norwegian grammar book. I
1: wonder who that person was it was me
0: it, it, it was <laughs> you. um and so uh it gave me a lot of time to go through about like 30 pages of this uh Norwegian grammar book and it was incredibly helpful
1: because while I was stuck on that delayed bus, which was bus. three hours delayed, by the way, I got through a lot of Pimsler, Um yeah, German Pimslers. Saying. So, I mean, again, there you go. Um, <laughs> just do whatever you have time for. There's a lot of free time that you don't realize you have because it's not a large enough chunk to do something, mm-hmm. like, specifically like, sit down and watch a TV show you like or something. Mm-hmm. But, like you have five minutes while you're waiting for that bus. And then you've got five minutes while you're in line to get a coffee or something. Like you have all these like five minute periods of free time throughout your day that you might not realize you have because it's not like a big chunk of free time. Um, but you can always use that little bit of time to get a little bit of language learning done. Um, and I'd also say like, if you've got a lunch break, um, I go to my school library during lunch and eat, after school because I feel like eating at 10 o'clock in the morning is not really for me. Um, (laughs) So, like, I don't eat lunch at school. I use that time to learn German or make time or do my homework so then I have time in the afternoon to do language stuff. Nice. So, I'd recommend that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Another option that is, like, not using the time you have throughout your day already is to make a schedule. Mm, and stick definitely. with that. Um, as of currently, as I approach exams, I've made a spreadsheet of my next three weeks um, so that I can plan out my study time. Um, and I am I currently have no time for languages on there, but I'm looking to make more space in it, especially on the weekends because I have open hours there. So I'll be scheduling in time to work on the languages I want to be learning at the moment. So if you have time, like maybe be like, I want to learn at four o'clock because I can make time at four o'clock and learn languages. Another way to go about doing that is say that you want to do like a half hour every day or something. Mm -hmm. And then you can even break up that half hour throughout your day. Like every time you get that five minutes throughout your day, of free time, you can cross off another five minutes towards that half hour.
0: Definitely. And
1: then you've got your half hour over the course of the day. Yeah.
0: That can be a really great, great way to, um, approach... Motivating yourself to learn a language, I think, uh, a lot of time, it's difficult to see progress in a language, and that's part of the reason we created Polyglot Progress to have our diaries and uh, show how it's how it's possible to make progress over time. How it's not something that happens overnight. How you need to put work into it, and and I think you you I remember when you were doing the November Polyglot Challenge. Is that what it was? You did yes. ten hours of German. Yeah, emotion.
1: I um. I made it my goal to do 10 hours of German immersion, so, like, music, TV, um, reading, whatever it was, just some sort of, like, thing that I'd usually do as a relaxing activity in my native language, I would do, uh, in German instead, Mm -hmm. um, so I put, basically, I made, like, a little, like, chart thing, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, there were, like, 10 boxes, and every time I completed an hour, I'd, like, fill it in so then after the 10 hours i had a full like bar colored in mm-hmm. um so th- there's one way to do it. that broke it up i didn't do 10 hours in one day um i didn't even do 10 hours in 2 days i did it over the course of a month so there was that um that's a way to go about it maybe do something similar to that like put your um number of minutes or number of hours you want to spend studying that's currently what i'm doing for exams as well because i want to do like around 20 hours for each exam i'm taking so I've just been checking off. I've made it my goal, like, each week I'm like, okay, do three hours in this subject, <laughs> and then I check it off. So, like, that can easily be moved over to languages. That'll probably be what I do over the summer. Definitely. Um, because I have a lot of languages that I want to work on over the summer for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. Same here. Also, like, taking a course that holds you accountable going back to school. Like, yes. if you have the option at your school to take a course... Um, but also, if you're out of school, that doesn't mean you can't take a course. Um, I think that's kind of a myth that people tend to believe, is that, like, Mm -hmm. after they're out of school, there's no way for them to take a class with other people. Um, but, like, libraries often hold classes. My library has, I don't know if they teach you anything in these, because I've never been to them, but they have conversation sessions in French, Spanish, and Mandarin, I think. Um, Yeah, I've never been to them, but because they're also, they're like at 10 o'clock in the morning or something, like when I'm at school during (laughs) the school day. Um, So it's it's directed towards adults, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if they teach you conversation things or if it's just an opportunity to practice, but um, even that, if you are at a level where you can practice, would be good. So, I mean see if your library offers something like that. There's also, like, parks and recs sometimes probably hold things like that. My Mm -hmm. town doesn't, but I assume that would be a thing that some towns have. Definitely.
0: I mean, we could bring back a real-life example that happened to us recently. We were just wandering through, um, we were on Broadway, was it?
1: I don't know. uh, Yeah, we were somewhere in New York City, and then we looked, and there was the Language Learning Center of New York.
0: Oh, that, too. I was talking about when we ran into the German speakers.
1: Oh, yeah, Matt was practicing German with some natives just on the street.
0: Yeah, we found a, um, what was it, a little tent that was, uh, like, like, it was during one of the markets and there was a vendor, uh, that was selling, uh, Deutsche Spezialitäten, which were German specials, and, uh, I, I, we were, like, eyeing that thing up for, like, 15 minutes before I walked over there with enough courage to speak to them, and, uh, but I'm so glad that I did, and so a lot of times, if you're in, um, cities are great areas that have, um, high language densities a lot of times there's a lot of information online as to where uh, certain languages are spoken in like different countries or different regions Um, and so if you're looking for that native uh, exposure that can always be a great way but then a great thing to remember is that you've got the internet and a ton of people all over the world utilize this resource to communicate with others so even places like Facebook um, there are tons of groups on facebook that you can join which are like learners of x language um like i know for most duolingo courses they have a subsequent or additional um what would you call it group on facebook so like for swedish there's a duolingo swedish learners group on facebook um and so you can join these and meet up with other people who are learning and um it can be very helpful to to sort of get that exposure like I did.
1: Yeah, that was one of my points for um, saving money is um, a lot of people say that the only way you can fully get exposure to language and fully, like, finish becoming at a native level, um, which is a weird way to, like, put it, but to, like, finally get that push to near-native speaking is to go to a country, but it's important to remember that there are lots of options, like italki, which does cost money, um, yep. but not as much as a plane ticket to another country. Yep. Um, so like say my German, like I don't need to buy a plane ticket to Germany and a hotel in Germany. I can find someone on Tumblr, on Facebook, on Skype, and I can talk to them for a little while and get mm-hmm. that practice with a native. If you live in an area that has people like in New York that has people that are just selling things and can mm-hmm. speak their native language with you, there's an opportunity to practice. Definitely. Um, yeah, but my last thing with time was um, to use language learning as a reward as well. So, definitely, like, definitely. if you are a really busy person, have it be what you do before you go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. I do Duolingo right before I go to bed. Same um, to just refresh some skills. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, I mean, maybe, like, finish your work by a certain time. Let's see, say you're done with work at 8.30 or something. Just spend until, like, 9 or whatever, just with your your grammar book, working yeah. a little bit on your language.
0: And a lot of it can be great to find uh, some free resource, some TV show maybe that um, is in your target language. Mm-hmm. Or some t- radio is great to do this as well. Music. Music is amazing. You've got excellent resources like Spotify mm-hmm. and YouTube, you can discover great bands and musicians in your native language, in your target language, um, which you can always listen to in your free time. And oftentimes, you can find the lyrics available online—a quick Google search—and uh, and translating these lyrics can definitely be helpful um, to get some exposure to the language, start picking out some meaning here and there. Um, but it it's um it's definitely up to the way you view your free time and whether you want to use it to relax or use it as a reward. I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer that language learning should be stress free. And it I should mean, be it
1: yeah. I think it should be stress free, but also there are people who are learning it for a reason like for school or for definitely and for so, work. And I'm not opposed to that. There's some people that say it should only be because you want to like yeah. better yourself or connect with the culture or whatever. But there are some people that like if you work in a company where the majority of the people there do not speak your language, learning their language might be useful for you mm-hmm. in that situation and there are maybe of benefits there. Maybe you're not as big of a fan of language learning or of that language or something, but it's mm-hmm. beneficial for you in your daily life. But um, yeah, I mean still it shouldn't be stressful. So like finding a way to make it not stressful um so like if language learning is something fun for you like just remind yourself of that and if it's not something that you're doing for fun maybe find a way to make it fun for you like matt said like find maybe a tv show in that language so that way you can have that like push where you're like yeah i want to learn all this vocab so then when i watch mm-hmm. the next episode of this show i'll be able to understand more of what they're saying yeah and definitely. then like as you go on with the series you'll be able to understand more and more of what the characters are saying. And maybe you really like this TV show, so then it's, like, a fun thing for you. Yeah,
0: and you've got that connection there. Um, I was going to mention that, uh, ooh, shoot, what was it I was gonna say? Oh, it had something to do with, uh, shoot, it's gone.
1: Because you're on Tumblr.
0: I'm on, I'm looking for things to talk about.
1: So, are you done with, um, time, can we move on to money? Or do you have anything else to...
0: Oh, I did have something about time, but you know what, let's move on to money. And, yeah...
1: So there are lots of free resources online, obviously. Um, Even if you just Google with whatever language you're learning, be like free Spanish resources or something. Mm -hmm. And you'll get lots of reviews and you'll get lots of like websites and some of them might not be very good. So it'll just involve a little bit of like combing through them and finding the good websites and the websites that work best for you. Some of it might be things that look good and people have had good experiences with but then when it you try it out it might not work for you mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of just trying things out and seeing what works for you personally
0: definitely mm-hmm. i find that with apps such as duolingo or memorize i mean memorize more so because i don't like the slow interface of it i wish it could go a bit quicker um i'm that's just my pet peeve with it
1: Memorize um, my pet peeve comes with people create the courses. Yeah. Um so they you don't, don't have so error. it's just anything you click on, but then that also means that you can create your own Memorize course. Um mm-hmm. that maybe even no one else would find useful because it's just like random words that only you need to study, like some mm-hmm. weird collection of words. But that is useful in the sense that you can make it. Also Quizlet, Quizlet is good for that as well.
0: Say. And even if you have any languages that you're having trouble finding resources for for example Bulgarian yes um you could always ask us if we have any resources we could recommend and we'd be more than happy to compile a short little list for you um and then i'm sure we could find a place to put this on our blog with like different language resources i think that'd yeah. be a nice little thing um
1: we do have a tumblr blog um our username is polyglot progress again mm-hmm. so if you just send us an ask and be like, hey, I'm looking for Japanese resources. We can probably show you some things that maybe we've ones. used, or then with languages we haven't used, we can, we'll just put a little disclaimer that we haven't actually studied them, mm-hmm. but give you some things that maybe are by the same people that have made courses that we like for languages we have learned, or Definitely. just that we think would be useful for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And when it comes to money, be very careful when buying a book, when it's a script language,
1: yeah, a lot of books don't put the actual script in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, For example, I bought a Japanese book when I was learning Japanese back in November. Um, I bought the complete uh, Teach Yourself Japanese. And I was so excited because Teach Yourself is a course I love. I was going to get the audio that came with it. I, I did get the audio. Um, but something I was so disappointed with when I got this was uh, it uses Romaji. And it, it only briefly introduces you into the script like... The, the fourth quarter into the book
1: um this is the older teacher self though this so is older. The new as one a disclaimer i don't know if anyone's different or not mm-hmm. but um that is something to bear in mind um but read I, the reviews yeah read reviews and also with books that's a nice segue as well yes. with books hey. um buy used books
0: used books are wonderful they're your best friend but Buying used books that do have audio courses, you may want to, if you're buying through Amazon, send a message to the,
1: uh... Yeah, just check and make sure that it has the audio course if that's something you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you can even get some used things on Amazon are actually still sealed. Like, yeah, uh, definitely. my German one was unopened, still had the plastic seal <laughs> around the entire case. Um, yeah. so, and it's the newest version of the German oh, Teach wow. Yourself book, so... I, I don't know, I guess some, like, bookstore bought it and then didn't want it or something. But, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, there's lots of bookstores, actually, on Amazon that sell things in the mm-hmm. used section, even though they're brand new. Yeah. Um, even the new section on Amazon is sometimes cheaper than the Amazon price. So just look around in used books. If you don't mind some highlighted text, you can even get one of those for really cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. I know um, recently I bought a book, I believe it's this Latin American Spanish that's a bit written in, but I don't think I'm bothered by it because it's... You can, as long as it's not in pen, you can also go through and erase it. So, um, a lot of it's you know, and I I think that's kind of a joy of language learning is it's this whole community, and so you know, knowing that someone's gone through this book before and probably got a whole bunch of use out of it, that kind of makes me happy. Yeah, and it makes me a bit more motivated to know that hey, someone else used this, and now it's been passed on to me, and now I hope to gain a whole bunch of knowledge from this. And yeah, I got it for an amazing price. So
1: yeah, I also I got a lot of books from my library does a sale where they all the books that are donated to them throughout the year like people just drop off books they don't want anymore and then my library sells them mm-hmm. and keeps the money for the library to get buy new books and things like that um so I went to that and on the second day of the sale you can fill up a like shopping bag for ten dollars or something like that yep. and so there is a language learning section there but most of the people in my town are really not into language learning we are a very not diverse place um, so most people really didn't want those books, and then the people that were buying books, it was like the, um, how to study for the Spanish exam or something, Uh like, books, because it was for their kids and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. so I managed to get a bunch of DVDs in my target languages. I got, books for, like, really cheap, like, I filled up a bag with language learning books, basically, and got some grammar books for, you were texting me essentially, like... th- yeah, I got Matt, like, six books or something, because I was like, give was me amazing. all the languages you, got you want. got a French
0: textbook, a Russian. I got him a
1: French textbook from schools, I got him another French book, <laughs> and possibly a third French book as well, like a Russian have... book, yeah. like, I got him a ton of stuff, um, mm-hmm.
0: so always be on the lookout for, um,
1: yeah, yard sales yard and stuff. sales,
0: garage sales, um, or what do you, what do they call them in the UK? Um, they have they have those like people go into a parking lot and they open their boots of the car.
1: Oh, um, uh, is it? A boot I think they have those in the US too. Oh, we do. Like, we do. I don't know, but sales like that. Um, yeah. and then also like library books, you can get those for free. We Lots to, of libraries have. my library. We went to Matt's library and found
0: dual Spanish and French. Books, these this was only the children's section, wasn't it?
1: Well, we went to the adult section too, but they didn't have anything that we were really interested in. Yeah, they, they and didn't. then we're planning in the week after next week, Matt will be at my house, so we're gonna go to my library mm-hmm. and Continue go and search for books there as well. So, um, always go to your library, they might not have books that you want, but also a lot of libraries can do this thing where they can order from other libraries around yeah, you,
0: definitely. Um, so if you've got a book you've been looking into online that seems like it's totally your thing, um always approach Check your, your library. library. first. Uh, if they don't have it, ask them if it's possible for them to order it potentially for you. And then you could take it out and get what you can from it and then return it. And maybe yeah, someone especially else will get if it's a thing, it. if
1: you're looking for maybe like a reader or something like that, mm-hmm. that you'll only go through maybe once and then possibly in the future, because then you can go back and get it again. Oh, but totally. if it's not something you'll be using for a long period of time, um, I'd say get it from the library instead of actually buying it.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, don't spend money on like the expensive resources and books just because they're expensive. And don't
0: fall for Rosetta Stone.
1: Yeah, I mean Rosetta Stone is like the big one um, that, that a lot happen? of people always How talk did that about.
0: That they have got the biggest name in language learning.
1: I don't, I don't know. I mean, but it's always kind of talked about in the polyglot community of that being the thing that you don't really want to go with, and it's also one of the most expensive things. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just not going for things that are just expensive because it seems like that might be the best because it's expensive. Um, like my favorite book as of currently is Teach Yourself. I haven't, I've started a colloquial and I like it so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm planning on doing a colloquial versus Teach Yourself book thing in the future. I just need to finish my colloquial book first and I'm only, I'm less than a chapter into it so far with Bulgarian. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I like Teach Yourself, from what I've done in colloquial, I like that as well, and both of those go for about $30, and that's with audio. Yeah, the colloquial tends to be slightly more expensive. Colloquial's a bit more expensive, and also it depends with both on what language you're learning. If you're Mm -hmm. learning a... Common language. If you're learning a really common language, like the Spanish ones are really cheap, Um, French ones tend to be pretty cheap.
0: Which one was a bit more Um, expensive? Like Icelandic, I think, was a bit more expensive.
1: Icelandic, and like your COSA one, I think, was a bit more expensive, even though you got yours used, didn't you?
0: for teach yourself
1: yeah
0: um yeah you know, but I think, I, I think it typically I think
1: the COSA ones typically go for more like things that are like not as common because um, it's things that they had to search a little harder to get someone to, to get write someone the who book was
0: qualified um, to teach the language yeah
1: like there's lots of Spanish professors out there so it was pretty easy to find someone for that um but yeah it just depends on the language but I mean those are good resources and they're fairly cheap so,
0: definitely. Yep.
1: Um you can also back to the used book thing. Sell your books when you're done. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um if you're not going to need it again, if you finish the beginner Japanese book and want to move on to an In intermediate. A, a, let's say you're an advanced Japanese speaker at this point, you probably don't need the beginner book anymore. Like maybe you'll go back to the intermediate one, but the chances mm. of you needing like the
0: beginning to relearn
1: the alphabet or something
0: yeah and is a bit things like the alphabet those are available online I, I yeah. remember learning scripts for me it definitely helps me to print out maybe just go through your um, book
1: before you sell it and like make t- notes make of notes. all the things that you could possibly need in the future Um and then because also if you move through the book at some point and take notes while you're moving through it just save those notes and then sell the book Um mm-hmm. and that allows someone else to buy a book for cheaper and it gives you money back to buy maybe the advanced book mm-hmm. um
0: definitely yeah
1: and you can also make money off of your language through things like tutoring and translating mm-hmm. um if you have experience with that language then maybe you get an account on italki or you um start a thing in your neighborhood or something um, yeah
0: starting a club at your library or school um... For people who are interested in that language or culture, it can be it can be great. You'd be surprised. I've been surprised with the amount of response polyglot progress has gotten in my school, because
1: yeah, you so had a many lot of kids that are have, interested. Yeah, but even before polyglot progress, like you'd come in with your Norwegian book and people would be like, "Hey, whoa, you want my Korean book or something?" Yeah, like,
0: I get I get a lot of people who are telling me like, "Oh, I'm learning this language too," and then that opens up to like, "Oh, I know to approach them if." I am going to be. You go this to language. a bit
1: more of a diverse and worldly school.
0: I do. Like I, I, um, I have someone who speaks Uzbek.
1: Yeah, my school is a bit less like that. It's a bit harder to find people that are going for languages, but also just your school in general. Like the way your the events your school holds and stuff, it does try to be a bit more <laughs> cultural. Definitely. Um But yeah, if you have the like maybe start a tutoring thing because as I said, lots of people learn languages for jobs too. So if you know something that could possibly be helpful in a job if you know Mandarin Chinese and there's, like, a big business near you or something, chances are a lot of people are going to be learning Mandarin because that's big in the business world right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, just put up flyers. Be like, I tutor. And Mm -hmm. you might find a few uh, people that need it.
0: This That connects with something I'm looking into doing, which is basic German tutoring in that I I want to do it for volunteer hours in the beginning before I start even asking for a little bit because I want to do it more so to to enjoy the language and cause, because what I find I get joy out of seeing other people enjoy language learning sort of and so I, I like to see their progress I like to let them know that you know you're going to be able to get to this level you're here right now but over time you will be here mm-hmm. and it's it's so critical to look at where you're going and look at how far you've come because if you don't judge the distance there and see that the distance to where you want to be is getting smaller and smaller um, You'll sort of run out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's important to to know that you started learning this language to enjoy it, or or whatever motive you may have. But I I found that for me, a, a I think it's important had... to
1: find a way to enjoy it, though. Yeah. Like definitely. I I say that some people don't learn it to enjoy it, but I feel like even if you're learning it for some other like, reason find something about it that you really enjoy. Like, find an aspect of the culture that you want to be able to read about, or something, or find mm-hmm. an author that's I really know. popular in that language that you want to be able to read their text in like, the language they intended it to be in, or like something like
0: that, that. That's what I love. That's what I love. Because I know for me, one reason I really want to learn Icelandic is I love the poems and the books of Sion, who uh, I don't know what his last name is. I think he just publishes under that name but um and I've read them only in English but the English blew me away and to to know that that was a translation Mm um it kind of was amazing I had this amazing experience reading this book and that that book too was a book I got used at a used bookstore um for probably like less than six dollars I want to say
1: yeah so I mean just find something you do enjoy about it so that way it keeps you motivated um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's lots of free ways to do that because we're on the money section right now so Definitely, there's lots yeah. of free ways to find things like we said tv shows um netflix netflix has but that, that only works for some languages as well mm-hmm. um but a lot of people YouTube already have netflix shows, yeah um
0: youtube has a lot of shows or even youtubers
1: yeah youtubers and native who languages speak
0: it as a native language.
1: Um, yeah so just to find something that you're interested in I think or something you can connect with in the language or some aspect you enjoy like make it fun like um, grammar can be fun for a lot of people because it ends up feeling more like a puzzle and stuff I love that. so like yep. find that if you are a person who like really likes puzzles and that kind of thing and problem solving maybe you're more of a math person and stuff mm-hmm. find some way to make the language and like the grammar of the language and the vocab and memorizing that something more like what you enjoy
0: and it's it's key to go in to language learning to go into these resources with an open mind yeah it's key to view it as an experience and not not like you're trying to take something from it but learn from it you know like you're taking knowledge from it but you want to absorb the knowledge you want to become sort of I- embrace the culture you know and it's very difficult to get over cultural blocks when it comes to languages like Japanese or Korean that have these honorifics and this, the different way that society works. Mm-hmm. Um, languages like Ur- Urdu, I believe, is it? Or Farsi with um, uh, Ta-Amur. What is it? ta Do- I remember reading about it. It was like a different way that honorifics worked in that language because English is a language that has very little honorifics.
1: English has close to none.
0: Yeah, but like when... we've even
1: eliminated the two versions of you. Like, yeah, we just kind of took everything out.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, crossing those language bridges can be can be key, and having these lower level—not even lower level—but so so sometimes the cheaper resources will wind up being lower level, mm-hmm. but. It's okay because sometimes there's way more that you can get out of that. The more you go back through and read it, the more you go back through um, and try to sift through what's important and what isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you feel like the best resource for you is one of the more expensive ones, then maybe go for that more expensive one because it's also not worth it to buy 10 $10 courses instead of getting one $100 course that you feel works for you. Um, so maybe if you are going to go with a more expensive course, maybe get the one expensive course and then stick with cheaper things. To review, like, don't get an expensive grammar book and an expensive vocab book. Get maybe, like, one expensive course and then a bunch of things to just review that are free or really cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, Google Translate, as as much as people like to dislike it, it is a very helpful translator. It isn't, I don't think it's the future. I don't think it's going to replace learning languages, I think it is important to get vocabulary in, and even though it's not great with context, um, that's where using those Facebook groups, asking people, I mean, people are nicer than you might think when you're learning their language, they're very open about it. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. As long as you approach them in a friendly manner and use, use respectful, I think, you know, you really can't go wrong when asking for help in another language
1: yeah um going again say oh dictionaries, um, dictionaries Google yeah. Translate works but also sometimes Google Translate gives you a lot of definitions of a th- like a lot of different words and you, know words and you right. don't know which one's right so like for that I typically ask Matt for German but also there's lots of online dictionaries for lots of languages even like not very common languages mm-hmm. so so <laughs> instead of buying um a dictionary especially if it's a not so common language like, your COSA learning, a COSA dictionary mm-hmm. might be really expensive.
0: It was, but then Google Translate but added Google it. But Google
1: Translate adds it. There's probably some online dictionaries. I don't know if you can I couldn't any. find any. Okay. Well, with other languages, there's online dictionaries where you can just go and search your word or whatever. hmm So. So, yeah.
0: Well, this was a wonderful second podcast, and we will see you guys next time. We hope you Got something from that. And remember, our podcast is available on SoundCloud. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, feel free to go over to YouTube.com and uh, search Polyglot Progress. We are also on there. Yep. And uh, we will see you guys next time.
1: If you have anything you want us to talk about in future podcasts, comment down below. If you have any other suggestions for making time or finding money or finding cheaper resources, um, feel free to let us know because we are all about that.
0: Definitely. All right. We will see you guys next time.
1: And remember, practice Practice makes makes progress. progress.